I want you to think about the people you trust having never met them. Dr. Anthony Fauci, Albert Einstein, the tooth fairy. We look to these people for truth and guidance to help explain the world around us, and we often take what they say as the absolute truth, even though oftentimes they are just giving their best guess on things. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't trust scientists, but just remember, scientists are people too, and they have opinions and agendas. On January 1st, 2017, Joanna Miller, a promising young track athlete and bassoon player, mysteriously disappeared. She had gone to the movies with her parents to see Doctor Strange, but didn't even get to see the opening credits. Joanna was a kind, innocent kid, but she made a mistake in getting caught up with an enigmatic Frisbee team. Are they behind the kidnapping? Where is Joanna now? From This Missouri Life and WJU Denver, it's Frosted Flakes, one story told week by week. I'm Stuart Hamilton. Now, since this is the last episode of the season, I feel like I should finally share why I've pursued this case for so long. I'm not a reporter or a detective by any means. So the answer, I have to admit, is that I've been really bored. And I thought solving a four-year-old kidnapping would be a good way to pass the time. In this final week, we're taking a closer look at the mysterious organization that Joanna was mixed up in, Parched. Now, for years, Parched operated in the shadows of the St. Louis Ultimate Frisbee scene. But there have been rumblings that they were connected to organized crime or other illegal activities. After all, there was such an odd assortment of characters and careers on that team. You had to wonder, is there something else really going on? Well, it turns out Parched is not, in fact, that sinister. They are merely a rec league team for a pharmaceutical company. Now, I was hoping for a more exciting solution to the end of this whole mystery. But as it turns out, Joanna was an intern for this pharmaceutical company and seems to have gotten into a bit of hot water. She was picked up by a company car and flown out the same night she disappeared from the movie theater. And honestly, that's where the trail goes cold. So instead of solving the mystery of where Joe Miller is now, in our final episode, we're going to take a deep dive into the pharmaceutical company that seems to be at the heart of it all. The pharmaceutical company in question is called IHOP. And no, there is no connection to the International House of Pancakes. This IHOP stands for the Institute Has Outstanding Pharmaceuticals. Lame name, I know. Someone should have really done some better advertising for them. The company was the brainchild of mysterious leaders who also captained the Rec Parch team. But unfortunately, they launched without employing any actual doctors, engineers, or scientists. The first order of business was to bring in a business expert, and they picked a good one in Shannon Marklin. Upon close inspection of her LinkedIn, her resume oozes business. Everywhere you look, it says business. Her bio reads as follows. I am very experienced in business. Anything else you want to know is none of your business. Are we sure this is right? Yep. I looked up her LinkedIn myself. It's very vague. Well, I called her too, and she confirmed her LinkedIn was up to date. Well, in that case, it must be true. Everything on the internet is true. Shannon made the insightful recommendation that rather than trying to hire the best people for the job, the company should just pull from their friends. The first order of business was bringing in a doctor to head all of the research as the chief medical scientist. After very little consideration, they decided the man for the job was none other than Dr. Alex McClure, 
but after a week, they realized that he was only an eye doctor and couldn't provide the guidance they were looking for. Unfortunately, they didn't have the budget for a new door sign, so they were stuck looking for other doctors named Alex. So they decided to bring in Dr. Alex Kamak. But after hiring him, they realized he was still in school and had yet to earn the title of doctor. So they had to turn to a third Alex and hire Dr. Alex Holhouse. Rather than face any more HR issues after hiring the doctor's Alex, the leadership in the company decided to just hire all of their friends that they played Frisbee with. Now, if you're thinking this sounds horribly dysfunctional and entirely unprofitable, you are not crazy. However, we are limited in what we were able to find out because IHOP was a private company. Here's what I do know. Based on an organizational chart I was able to acquire, the CEO and assistant to the CEO names were redacted. But the doctors Alex headed up R&D, which was staffed with other sciency people. Shannon Marklin was in charge of all business-related practices, overseeing Jessica Seaver, who was in charge of securing government grants, the Sarahs Craig and Fry, who handled all the accounting, auditing, and finance, and then Kellen, who somehow managed to secure insurance for the venture based on very little release of information. Fortunately, I spoke to a member of the team who gave me some insider information. Now, the person we're talking with wishes to keep their identity secret, so we've modified their voice for the purpose of this interview. So, for the record, you are a member of Parched? Yes, I am. And you also were a part of the IHOP? Yes, but let me tell you, they were much more into having drinks than doing research. I see. What can you tell me about the allegations that the company has engaged in illegal science experiments, such as genetic splicing? Oh, no, 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 no. There was no such thing. I can assure you that. What about human cloning? No. Where did you get that idea? Well, there's the Alexi for one. Have you seen the three of them? They aren't even the same age. Well, I never said they were good at human cloning. You know that they were the head of R&D, right? How could they be created in a lab when they were the ones in the lab? Huh. That's a good point. Just what were they researching? Well, since McClure was the first Alex hired, he got the first dibs on the research budget. So the first project was I-related. I see. Was it some sort of new surgery? No, no, no. They were trying to develop a new contact lens. That doesn't sound super innovative. What was so special about these? These contact lenses are going to be the most powerful ones in the world. How did they do that? Well, it was all very sciencey, but they created prototypes and began testing them. On humans? Any of the people that are missing? No, no, no. no nobody missing. Not on humans. On bats. Bats? But aren't bats blind? Exactly. They need the contacts more than anyone else. So how were the results of these tests? Did they develop a working lens? No, unfortunately, all the bats got sick during the testing, so they had to shut down the project. All of the bats got sick. How? I don't know, but they ended up sending all the bats out of the country. Really? Where did they send them? Oh, somewhere in China. Wuhan, I believe. What happened next? Honestly, very little. The company seized all their new projects, and they just went back to 
having drinks. Let's consider the fallout from the contact lens project. The company quickly lost two thirds of their R&D department. When Whole House decided to go and start his own lab, many months later, the newly anointed Dr. Kamak fled the country to the UK. Without two thirds of the Alexi, other people began to leave the company, such as Jeffrey Hansen, who had been in charge of sanitation. He decided to retire from the sciencey lifestyle to grow vegetables and become a political activist. With everyone leaving so suddenly, I have to wonder, just what are they running from? What could be the fallout from a few sick bats? I tried to contact all of them, but no one would take my calls. Fortunately, my producer was able to get a copy of an incident report from before the company shut down. So what does it say? It's labeled the bagel incident. Apparently, the sanitation employee was cleaning early in the morning while enjoying a bagel. There's nothing weird about that. Oh, it gets better. The employee said he set his bagel down on a pair of shoes on a table in the lab. I take it back. That's real weird. He put his bagel in a shoe. Weird and gross. I know. Apparently, as he was cleaning, he knocked over the shoes, which spilled a few chemical flasks on the prototype contact lenses. Wait, the same contact lenses they put on the bats? Exactly. So this Jeffrey, the sanitation employee, spilled the chemicals that infected the bats. That's what it seems like. And they still tested the lenses on the bats? The date of the report is from after the contacts were tested, so I guess they didn't know till after the test. Um, is there any information about the chemicals that were spilled? Most of them seem very sciencey, but there was one I was able to pick out. A single bottle of beer. Beer. What kind? Corona. And that's the last we were able to uncover about IHOP. Who knows what the final fallout will be from the bagel incident. Next season on Frosted Flakes, we're taking a look into the longest ongoing manhunt, the search for St. Louis's most infamous serial killer. Join us as we dive into the Big Daddy Strangler.